Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. May the Force be with you always. I was a little girl when the Clone War came to Ryloth. My mother hid us below ground, but I'd peek out when the Republic ships flew over as they fought to liberate my world. I dreamt of nothing more than to be up there with them. So you left your family to fight? I left my family so I could fly. As a combat pilot? If we want freedom, we must make difficult choices. I chose to leave my family. I chose to learn to fly. And then I chose to use that ability to help others in need. But it's all rooted in something I can't explain. A need to be up there. Because even when there are explosions all around me and things are at their worst, I feel like I'm at my best. Welcome to episode 44 of the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. There is more knowledge here than anywhere else in the galaxy. Only members of the Jedi Council are allowed access. Guarding the holocrons is one of the most important duties a Jedi can be given. Do you think you're up to the task? Episode of the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. I'm your host, Rob, and we are recording this episode on Tuesday, February 18th, 2020. For this week's show, we are going to be talking about uh, the upcoming season of The Clone Wars Season 7. Uh, so thank you once again to all of you out there who were behind that Clone Wars, uh, Save the Clone Wars uh, movement that occurred out on social media. Clearly your efforts were not in vain. And to help me kind of talk through some of this, I have my trusty co-host and co-pilot Tom Howell back with me again this week. Tom, thank you once again for joining the show. So nice to be back, finally, uh, the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, Rob. Well, it is difficult. I know you've got uh, you've had a busy month. You guys have a upcoming cru- Disney cruise that you're going to be doing down in the Panama Canal, and I'm sure you've got some episodes of your podcast that you're having to kind of uh, stock up for while you're gone. Not to mention the uh, the, the five star February uh, project that you've got going on on social media, which is uh, certainly appreciated by those who you have rated. Well, it's it's been a fun little task I've gone through this month. You know, our, all these podcasts have been so great to our podcast, the Hyperion Adventures podcast, as well as this show, the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. And I just kind of wanted to go out there and spread the love in February for them. So I started our hashtag Five Star February, where I'm kind of reviewing a new podcast every day this month and giving them a five star review. And it's just been a lot of fun. I've I've learned a lot about a lot of great 
Disney and Star Wars podcasts that are out there, and I'm looking forward to exploring more of them as the month uh, concludes here. Yeah, those are certainly two topic areas where you're never going to have a shortage of podcasts to go out there and find. It's interesting. Uh, it's to the point now where there's so many podcasts, I can barely keep up with them all. Um, but that's that's a good thing. It just means there's so much more content out there for people who are fans of Disney or fans of Star Wars or both. Um, and, you know, that does nothing but benefit uh, the rest of us who are listeners. Yeah, everybody likes different things. If you don't like one podcast, you might like another. Same with Star Wars. Uh, you just kind of go through and you find what you like. And I've discovered some many great shows out there that I've really enjoyed and have made some wonderful connections with. And I'm looking forward to working with them both here with you on the Jedi Temple Archives podcast and on my personal podcast that I do with my wife as well. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun and it's, it's, it's just great. And by the way, you know, I'm doing this hashtag five-star February thing in hopes that this will kind of remind some of you out there that, look, if there's a podcast that you love, whether it be this one, and obviously you're listening to the Jedi Temple Archives podcast right now or any podcast that you enjoy. Reviews help so much. You know, go on, even just a rating, a review, tell a friend, whatever the case may be, it helps others find their shows, you know, just find a show that you love. It, it just expands the community in a, in a really nice way. Yeah, I mean, definitely the reviews are certainly super helpful. Um, you know, as a as a content creator, and I'm sure you would echo this sentiment, uh, to get those reviews and to, to have people letting you know that they enjoy what you're putting out there is certainly very motivating. Uh, I, and, and that kind of goes along with any of the other means that people can give feedback, whether that's on social media, whether that's via email. Um, I had just set up a, a voicemail that people could call into if, you know, if you're more the type of person who just wants to call and leave a quick message. Uh, you can do that for, for the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. Now that number is 201-746-5827. That's uh, 201-746-JTAP. So it should be easy to remember. Uh, but you know whether you leave a message via that means where it's simple for me to bring that into the podcast or just shoot an email. I mean, Tom, you and I have talked a little bit about a couple of the emails that, that have been sent into us, and uh, they always tend to uh, start a great discussion, whether whether they totally agree with everything that we say or not, uh, the one thing that I definitely hear the most is that we uh, are very uh, accepting of different viewpoints. And, and I think that that has come through, or I'm glad that that's come through uh, in our in our previous episodes. It's one of the things that I really think is important uh, in a podcast is to be able to have that open discussion and to hear different viewpoints and still uh, understand that you're both fans of the same thing. Yeah, not everybody has to like the same things. Not everybody has to agree on these topics in the same way. But if you can have a good dialogue about it, if you can listen to somebody else talking about the subject in a constructive way, in a friendly way, I, I, I find it, it, it very enlightening. Whether it changes your point of view or not, it, as long as you kind of have a, a, a look into how the other person sees these issues, these topics, uh, I really think it's good for expanding yourself as a human being and as a fan. Yeah. And, you know, not only do we have that dynamic on this show, but I've definitely had that same experience with a lot of the collaborations that we've done on Jedi Temple Archives podcast. I listen to Hyperion all the time. You guys always have, when you guys have cross episodes with other shows, uh, it's just always, it, you can tell that everyone there loves the thing that you're talking about. And whether you agree on every single uh, item is, is 
not really the important thing. It's just about exposing each other to different viewpoints. And uh, again, I'm, I'm certainly glad that our listeners find that to be one of the big positives that they take away from this show. So um, with that being said, uh, the only other thing I want to say before we jump into our main topic of the Clone Wars is that uh, we still have a little over a week and a half left here in the month of February for our February uh, merchandise giveaway, which is a couple of Black Series figures. I have a Jen Erso and her uh, Jetta gear and then Cassian Andor in his Edu gear. Uh, and so those two uh, action figures are going to be given away to one lucky listener. Uh, so take a look out on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under our JTA podcast tag. And you should be able to find the details for that giveaway. Just uh, follow the instructions there and get yourself entered to win those action figures. So uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the Clone Wars Season 7. And I'm going to start that off by playing the trailer that was released a few weeks ago, uh, just to give you a little idea of where we're picking up in the story. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. The Jedi and the Republic will die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Great care we must take. Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? We were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers. We clowns have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. All part of the plan. The plan. Everything is about to change. So as you can hear from that trailer, uh, it really is kind of, we're coming up to the events of the uh, Revenge of the Sith film, and we end up in a situation where you've got uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan, I think, in this particular season are going to be less of the focus. Uh, there's going to be some interaction with them, but really this is going to be primarily about the Siege of Mandalore, uh, which was a big storyline that Filoni had hoped to have incorporated in the original Clone Wars. And uh, it's a huge and critical aspect of the overall story 
the timeline within uh, Star Wars in the sense that this is kind of the major conflict that really uh, signaled the end of the Clone Wars and the rise of the Galactic Empire. So uh, we definitely hear Darth, Darth Maul and, uh, and his uh, kind of voiceover at the beginning of that trailer. So he is still a major player in this. And of course, anyone who is a fan of Ahsoka Tano, and we have done a couple of episodes on Ahsoka that are both very popular episodes of our podcast, uh, is going to be very happy to see that she is going to be playing a big role in this season as well. Yeah, it's it, it, this is essentially where we're going to be is going to be butted up almost right up against Revenge of the Sith. I mean, this is so close to it. As a matter of fact, some of these things might be happening concurrently uh, with Revenge of the Sith or at least the very beginning of the Revenge of the Sith from what we understand. Again, not really knowing what the season is yet, but I'm really excited to, to find out what's happened with Ahsoka you know, the Siege of Mandalore, which has been talked about for a long time and even, you know, mentioned in other episodes of other shows. Uh, there's just so much out there to explore. It's just so exciting that Clone Wars Season 7 is just about to debut. Yeah, and you and I were talking before we came on the air about the fact that we've both read the Ahsoka uh, book for, uh, in you know, kind of the Star Wars canon that came out last year. And uh, it's a book that a lot of people who, if you're interested in Ahsoka as a character and certainly if you enjoy this final season of the Clone Wars and kind of want to continue that storyline on, uh, should look at picking that up because that really does kind of pick up from the end of the events of what should be this uh, final season of the Clone Wars. And it's going to give you an idea of kind of uh, of where Ahsoka's storyline goes leading up to the, you know, maybe not quite all the way to the timeline of Rebels, but uh, certainly sets up her character within Star Wars Rebels as well. And Interestingly enough, in mentioning Rebels, as you were talking about the fact that the events of this season of Clone Wars may kind of overlap um, and intertwine with Revenge of the Sith, uh, there is a scene in that trailer where Mace Windu is talking about he sensed a plot to destroy the Jedi, and they're kind of all um, around kind of a, a hollow table. And you've got Master Depa Balaba uh, is one of the Jedi uh, masters that is present for that particular meeting and she has her padawan there next to her which is a young Kanan Jarrus or uh, Caleb Doom if you're familiar with him by that name so there's some cool little easter eggs just in the trailer uh, that we've seen that tie into Star Wars Rebels or later storylines within the Star Wars timeline so there is going to be a lot of information for fans of even other series to potentially take away from this final season. There's so much out there that it hasn't been explored yet that we know exists. I'm so excited for this series and I'm so excited to, to find out what's yet to come because I know that there's got to be more in the works. I know how Filoni's mind, well, I don't know if anybody really knows how Filoni's <laughs> mind works, but I really appreciate it and I know he's got some things ready to go once this season ends and I'm excited to see where we end up. Yeah, there has been some talk of a uh, a kind of a sequel to Star Wars Rebels, which uh, I have been hoping that we would hear something about that for quite some time. Um, they kind of threw me for a twist, actually, with this final season of, of Clone Wars, because the original date that was proposed that it was going to be out was the 17th, and I had missed it at the end of the trailer when they said the 21st. So I, uh, I prematurely posted on Sunday and fortunately had a couple of the other podcasts that uh, that I have interaction with that were like, whoa, whoa, they they 
moved it to Fridays. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, the Galactic Podcast, the ladies from the Galactic Podcast caught me on that one uh, and saved me some embarrassment. But uh, anyway, I mean, I do, I do think that the fact that this is much like The Mandalorian going to be put out on a weekly basis every Friday um, is going to be nice. It's going to give us some time to kind of digest these episodes. Uh, and it's only a 12-episode season, so it's going to be shorter than most of the other seasons that we had of Clone Wars. But I definitely get the feeling that, um, especially with some of the animation improvements that they've had since uh, season six came out, that this is really going to be an incredible, uh, incredible experience within Star Wars. Yeah, but I like that they also, you know, when you see the trailer, even though obviously there are some animation improvements, it's clearer, it's it's a little more lush than the original animation. It, the fact that they kind of went back to that same style, it, yeah. it just, it, it just seeing, because I, I remember uh, when, and I was just rewatching just a little bit ago the original trailer that they dropped at uh, at Comic Con, at San Diego Comic Con, back here a couple of years ago when. Uh, they actually had the hashtag Clone Wars saved moment at the 10 year anniversary of Clone Wars. And it was such a special moment to find that coming. It almost brought me to tears again here. It's shocking for me. I know uh, the emotional guy I am, but just watching that, that moment when it came back, you got the little glimpse of the animation there. It looked great. Then I watched the, the new trailer, which you just played a little bit ago. And it looks spectacular. I'm so excited for it. Also, you, you were mentioning how they're dropping it on Fridays, which is, seems to be kind of a Disney Plus thing that they're doing with most of their new shows now, uh, getting people ready to watch these things on the weekends and throughout the week. I love that they've gone this way with The Mandalorian, with many of their shows, where they've kind of returned to the water cooler type show. Mm -hmm. uh, that it, Instead of you know just sitting there and everybody watching so many episodes right in a row, you can everybody has time to kind of catch up. So there's not somebody in your office who's watched five shows while you've only had the time to watch two or whatever. And it gives you time to be able to sit and discuss what's happening, what might occur in the next week, I really enjoy the way they're doing that with The Mandalorian and now with Clone Wars Season 7. Yeah, if nothing else, it reduces the odds that someone's going to majorly spoil the entire season for you. I mean, you might you might have someone in your office or uh, at school or wherever you happen to spend most of your time um, that has seen an episode before you and maybe let something slip. But when you have that binge watching, it can be a large dump of information that exposes more than you really want to know about a show. And uh, like you said, I mean, having that time to kind of work through it, think it through, digest it, um, talk about it. I mean, certainly as podcasters, uh, it's great for us because we get a chance to to really dive deep into that. And and I think it preps you for that net, next episode. It, it builds that suspense, builds that excitement, uh, and it gives you more things that you're looking for. You're kind of, uh, you know, uh, taking it in um, more richly than you might have if you were just binging it and you're just kind of processing things after the fact. Right. Just, uh, getting, I got to get through the next three episodes. I need to catch up with my friends or whatever the case may be who are five episodes ahead of me. No, you have some time to get in there and watch. I know there's sometimes you've been able to watch The Mandalorian when it's come out earlier than I have. You've been excited <laughs> like, tell me exactly when you watch it because we need to talk about it. And I have not been able to always get to it quite as quickly as you have yet. You know, within a couple of days, I'm there right with you. We get to talk about it and uh, how wonderful that is. I really enjoy 
the return of, again, what I call kind of the water cooler series that kind of used to be a way it was always done where right. you would be able to watch it and go and meet with your coworkers, meet with your friends and talk about the show. And it just provides that much more excitement, like you just said, Rob. Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things about what we've seen uh, within the trailers they've put out so far, and so there's, you know, there's the official trail that, that dropped a few weeks ago, and that certainly is is a big thing to talk about. But even back at Star Wars Celebration and, and San Diego, comic-con and some of these earlier events where they have dropped content to see that uh ahsoka coming back into the picture is going to be very interesting because when we left uh and this is going to be a spoiler for anyone who is not caught up on the clone wars so i will i will warn people about that that we are going to deal with uh some content that is going to be spoiler content if you're not caught up on the clone wars but um it's important to talk about because Ahsoka at this point has left the Jedi order. She is no longer a Jedi and to have her coming back in uh, and given command of, of clone troops is going to be something that really did not happen uh, within the arc of the clone wars. Uh, and we do get to see, you know, that the troops that are going to be under her command have uh, still have very much respect for her. Um, they make some alterations to their armor uh, as, as kind of a, a show of that respect. Um, and it's an interesting situation because we know that Order 66 is directed at the Jedi, but Ahsoka is not a Jedi. So, uh, you know, kind of how Order 66 is going to affect her is something that's going to be very interesting to see within this season as well. Yeah, no question about it. I, I'm interested to find out what what's happened with her, how she came back about, you know, I think we kind of have, looking at the trailer, we kind of have some ideas on how this kind of progressed, uh, but it's going to be interesting to find out where she's been during this time, if they even really delve into that. I, I'm sure they'll at least lightly touch on it, if nothing else. But uh, yeah, and then leading right up to uh, Order 66, the Jedi Purge, and you know, again, spoiler, we know that she survives that. Uh, we kind of have heard some things if you've done some studying about how that might have happened, but to actually see the moments that these occurred, I'm really excited to find that out and see how that plays out during the season. Yeah, there is actually another uh, bit of the trailer that that kind of made me rethink things because Ahsoka, when she leaves the Jedi Order, you know, you go back and you and you think about it, and she does not have her lightsabers on her at that point, um, and. Uh, you don't really think about it, but you know, the, the fact that those lightsabers kind of remained in the possession of the Jedi and then further that Anakin, uh, when he presents her with those lightsabers, when she comes back to help them out, uh, you know, indicates that he has made some modifications to them himself. And, and now all of a sudden, instead of kind of having a green blade, uh, and a greenish yellow blade on her two lightsabers, they're both blue bladed lightsabers. And I find that interesting because we've talked in the past about, uh, you know, Kyber, crystals and the construction of a lightsaber and what a specific thing that is to a Jedi and, and how, you know, it's kind of a ritual and, and tuning those Kyber crystals to you is part of, uh, part of your force bond. So for Anakin to have actually gone in and changed out the crystals in her lightsaber, whether, you know, that fine tuning improved the quality of the lightsabers is, is a whole nother topic, but it's just very interesting to me because I always had the idea in my head that the lightsaber crystals that you had, uh, in your lightsaber were very much attuned to you specifically. And it'll be interesting to see if they address that at all within the season. 
Yeah, I mean, well, there's episodes of the Clone Wars where we get to see a little bit, a little piece of uh, some of the Padawans, some of the younglings going out to find their first kyber crystals. And, you know, that they each of these kyber crystals basically needs to call to them, uh, needs to speak to them. So, yeah, it will be fascinating to see what happens, why these lightsabers are the way they are you know how they you get you are much more into lightsaber lore than i am by a, a long stretch but i find it fascinating and i'm looking forward to this and this is the progression from their past lightsabers to what we have now with the new kyber crystals and these lightsabers or assuming they might be new kyber crystals who knows right. um moving on to what she ends up with when you see her again in in rebels yeah um, the other thing that uh, looks like they're going to be delving into within uh, you know, the clips that they've shown in the trailer is certainly we see a couple indications of a much darker Anakin. And this is another topic we've talked about in past shows, which is that uh, the Clone Wars as a series certainly gave us a lot more insight into Anakin and the heights of heroism that he had risen to and then kind of uh, a lot more uh, information about how he fell. Um, but it looks like within this series, and, and I think that there's some connection to some of the scenes we see where Ahsoka is clearly experiencing some kind of psychic pain uh, as they're kind of intercutting that with scenes of Anakin uh, going ham on some of the Separatist forces uh, and Separatist leaders and just kind of cutting them down in cold blood. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how much more depth they add to the fall of Anakin Skywalker within this episode, within this series as well. Right. Well, if you go back to the end of season five, and that is, again, where we see Ahsoka walk away from the Jedi Order right there at the end. You know, she is questioning the Jedi Order itself. And she mentions to Anakin, look, we, I know that you're questioning it as well. Uh, so, you know, you can see that this is starting to progress, that Anakin doesn't necessarily feel what is happening with the Jedi is correct. And uh, we all know that th this going on right during the Clone Wars is part of a, a Palpatine Darth Sidious plot to one, destroy the Jedi, also to pull the galaxy apart, to build up this giant military force. And, and what they're doing is, is changing what the Jedi have always, always stood for. They've kind of got into this battle and felt like they had to protect the Republic, but they've the more the Clone War has dragged on, the more and more they've become more, instead of protectors of the Republic, protectors of the peace, they've become more, not war-hungry, but kind of along those lines where they are out there uh, actually as soldiers instead of protectors. Yeah. Uh, and certainly that was part of the plot that Sidious had, had uh, enacted, which was to try to get them to to get involved in things that were going to move them away from kind of their center of where they were going to have the strongest connection with the force. Uh, and then he was going to take advantage of that with Order 66. And, you know, so uh, we've talked a couple of times now about Order 66. I think one of the other really interesting things in kind of the season six of the Clone Wars that they put out, which were uh, the lost missions, um, so they were kind of a, a series of disconnected episodes that didn't really fit into the other seasons, but they all had kind of uh, really critical topics. And there was a small arc at the beginning where one of the clone troopers had had his 
uh, his implant that contained the coding for Order 66 go haywire. He ended up killing a Jedi Master um, far too prematurely, and so there was an entire investigation uh, on Kamino where they were uh, looking into what might have caused this. The Jedi, uh, the Jedi Order, and certainly the Jedi High Council were very interested to find out what had caused this, uh, and it was very close to having the plot uh, of Sidious and, and Count Dooku uh, to implement Order 66 being exposed. Um, so I found that really interesting arc just because you realize uh, how close that came to potentially having blown up in the face of, of Palpatine or Darth Sidious, if you prefer, um, where within the films, you never really feel like there was any threat to that, that he just had this master plan. It played out exactly how he wanted. There was really no threat to him. Uh, and the Jedi were just completely blind when in fact it, it did look like the Jedi had a hint that there could be something wrong. They just didn't, um, they didn't take it all the way to its conclusion and they trusted Palpatine. Uh, and that was a huge part of the mistake that they were making. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this a couple months ago when we talked about why you should watch the Clone Wars if you haven't. Uh, the fact that this a series provides so much more depth to the uh, to the prequel trilogy. You really discover so many things about characters, about the war itself, about the plot itself. There is so much involved as far as the 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 uh, storyline, the arc you're talking about. There, uh, there's one clone trooper fives who CT five 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 five. Did I get them all? Um, <laughs> anyway, he's known goes by fives, and you'll right. see him many times uh, throughout. Uh, the episodes of the Clone Wars. It's his friend or one of his, uh, you know, buddies that essentially has this happen to him, and he ends up going uh, to kind of help him along this path and kind of get finds out about the chip in a random way. There's there's all sorts of things trying to hide it, like oh no, it's nothing, it's a virus. Don't worry about it. He discovers it, becomes very. He really gets close to you know, blurting it all out to everybody, but unfortunately just gets cut down at the last moment, isn't able to get the real information out there. Although we did see that, you know, maybe some people that he was very close to, some clones he was very close to kind of, understood that there was something going on and he needed to keep an eye on that. Yeah, uh, certainly something that is uh, expected to play out within this final series, uh, this final season of The Clone Wars. I, I don't want to go too far into it because that will spoil something that is to come. Uh, and certainly we don't want to do that here. But um, you know, the other the other thing that's going to be very interesting about this season of the Clone Wars is this is the first time that we're going to have Anakin and Ahsoka back together since she walked away from the Jedi Order, and we all saw what a powerful episode that was. If you have not seen the Clone Wars, this is one of the reasons that we gave about why you really should watch it, uh, because it, there are some incredibly powerful episodes, and I don't think there's any that are that are more powerful than that one. Um, but it will be interesting. I, I feel like Ahsoka was one of the people that knew Anakin the very best, even more than Obi-Wan, who, uh, despite the fact that they were around each other all the time, Obi-Wan was, you know, had his mind on other things. Um, and I always felt like Ahsoka saw more of Anakin than Obi-Wan did. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if she is trying to dissuade him from some of these darker tendencies that we see cropping up within this series. Yeah, we've talked about it so many times at how in the, the Ahsoka episodes, especially that we did here on the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, about how 
things could have been different within Anakin's life if they weren't for, you know, the, the, the women basically in his life that uh, he had some struggles with, you know, with, with his mother, with Padme, with Ahsoka, that they all basically were leaving him in different directions for different reasons for, you know, and it really, that was always his issue is his attachment to these different women in his life. And if Ahsoka doesn't leave, then who knows what could have happened. If his mother doesn't die, who knows what could happen. If Padme, you know, if he doesn't have the vision that Padme, Padme is going to die, who knows what would have happened. It's just really fascinating. And I am looking forward to seeing the reunion for Ahsoka and Anakin, because that has got to be, um, that's going to be must-see TV, essentially, <laughs> because uh, the, the, the parting at the end, just like you just talked about, Rob, the parting at the end of season five is heart-wrenching. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens when they finally get back together and reconnect. And, you know, we've seen a little, some clips, but the real meeting again is, is it's gotta be glorious. Yeah. I think it's going to be some tearjerker TV too, for, uh, for some fans out there. Um, then again, I mean, Ahsoka was one of these characters that no one who has not watched the clone wars and now rebels, uh, doesn't even really, you know, they don't even really realize that this character exists out there. And then you look at, at her within the framework of the clone wars and star Wars rebels in the book and, um, you know, some of these other things, but, she is certainly one of the most compelling Jedi to ever come through the order, despite the fact that she never even attained the rank of Jedi Knight, uh, more so than even Master Yoda in the sense that at this time when everyone knew something was wrong with the Jedi Order, uh, she was the only one with the strength to leave for a pure purpose. And, you know, you've got people like Count Dooku who left and, and became a Sith, uh, but Ahsoka was one of the very few that left and, and uh, did it for a higher reason, um, wanted to kind of figure out what was going on with herself and and get some uh, perspective, I guess, on, on what had been going on with her and the Jedi Order. That whole arc there, you, you see, you, you're finally seeing some dissension within the Jedi themselves about what is happening, what uh, it, what is the purpose of continuing to fight the way they are within the Clone War itself. And... And the whole situation that happens there with her getting framed for this bombing, uh, kind of, you know, she starts seeing the, has the wheels turn herself and, and, and see that maybe there is something more going on here. And I, if this is, you know, this is what I always wanted to be. I always wanted to be a Jedi since I was a youngling that, that I stuck by the, the Jedi principles and that's what I was going to do. But it seems like the principles have shifted, I need to figure things out. And that's exactly where we left her after season five. Yeah. And I think it's going to, it's going to be very interesting to kind of see how she develops throughout this portion uh, of the storyline. Uh, I have a pretty good idea where she's going to end up at the end of it. Of course, we, we know from past uh, star Wars experiences that just because something occurs in a book or is a backstory that's set in a book doesn't necessarily mean they are a hundred percent going to adhere to it in the movie that leads up to that or the show that leads up to that. Um, so, 
So certainly there's some room for for some change, but uh, I have a pretty good idea of of where this season's going to wrap up. Uh, it, it is interesting, you know, with uh, with Mall. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that he is still hugely in the mix. Um, this is going to tie in very much with the Mandalorians uh, and the Dark Saber may or may not uh, make an appearance within this this portion of uh, of Clone Wars season seven, which will be interesting given that it. Uh, cropped up within the Mandalorian. So this has the potential to tie into a number of other shows and ongoing Star Wars content that are still going on out there uh, in, in ways that may shed some light into what what we're seeing in those other shows. Yeah, I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, obviously Mandalore is... Yeah, we, we, you know, Mandalore during the whole entire Clone Wars series is one of the locations that they focused on quite frequently because there was so much turmoil going on within Mandalore itself. It's this community of warriors that were kind of trying to stay out of this whole situation that was the Clone Wars, yet they kept getting pulled in. There were some, uh, you know, some problems within the their own leadership themselves that they had to go through and had their own dealings with. So all this stuff is leading up to this Darth Maul being thrown into the equation is always interesting. He's one of the more fascinating characters that again, if you, if you only saw him in the Phantom Menace or, you know, has a spoiler alert, maybe the end of solo, <laughs> uh, then you really don't know what has gone on with him in between all this time, but the, he's had a fascinating story himself and a good portion of it takes place on Mandalore. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I know that I'm very excited to kind of see how, how this whole season hashes out. Uh, they did provide some additional footage for the first episode, uh, which is going to be titled the bad batch with clone unit 99. And that's an interesting group of clones, just in the sense that they were an attempt by the Kaminoans to create some super soldiers, uh, which was never really successful on the part of the Kaminoan cloners, uh, but this group is kind of an unorthodox group com compared to what you would expect from clone troopers. Um, they've got uh, a, the leader who is basically kind of the, the stoic and strong leader uh, uh, named Hunter. You've got a wrecker who's kind of a, a hothead. Uh, you've got Tech who's the strategist and intellectual type, and then Crosshair who is the... Uh, deadly master of, of close quarters combat is how they describe him. So it's really going to be an interesting group of clones. Uh, I know that one of the big things about season seven is going to be kind of digging into um, kind of the mental state of the, of the clones as well, because that is, you've got the separatists who are using battle droids and no one is going to look at a battle droid and think, of them as a human being, but the clones are, I mean, they are human, uh, human beings. They are cloned off a, a set template. But one thing that they show ad nauseum within the clone wars is that they all have individual personalities. Um, and you know, the fact that the Jedi, in some cases, we had some Jedi masters who treated them very impersonally, uh, certainly not in the case of maybe Obi-Wan or, or Anakin, um, but it's a really interesting philosophical conversation, I guess, uh, when you talk about how how do you address these clones that are really bred just solely for the purpose of war uh, and going and dying on a battlefield somewhere. 
Right. Well, it was said right there in the trailer, and I'm not sure since they all the clones say the same. I'm assuming it was Rex, but it could have been any of the clones. But they're kind of 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 split minds about the Clone Wars themselves. If the Clone Wars didn't exist, then they wouldn't exist yet. You know, they've been put through this. It's war. I mean, it's it's awful. No, it doesn't matter if you that's what you were trained for all your life. That's what your your purpose was. They basically are beings that exist that have separate personalities. And again, going back to the episode from a couple months ago, it's one of the great things about the Clone Wars is you actually get to find out more about them, see that they're all different, that they, you know, even though they all look the same, they talk the same, they've done so many different things to kind of individualize themselves, whether it be hairstyles, tattoos, different things they do with their armor, whatever the case may be to kind of look, we are different people we are not just this one we're not battle droids essentially we're yeah. just not we, we're programmed a little bit but we are living sentient beings yeah i couldn't have said it better myself and i mean it, it is certainly one of the uh, one of the big kind of uh humanitarian uh debacles within the clone wars and and certainly that is right up the alley of a george lucas uh one of the one of the things that he was most interested in when he originally created star wars was just looking at it from uh you know a human sociology or an anthropology uh perspective in terms of how this is really modeling of, of different human behavior so uh still at its heart star wars is a lot about that and this season is going to be no different uh, i know i I'm definitely looking forward to it and, and we'll get into uh, what we may be hoping for in just a moment. But I do want to put out there for any of the listeners that want to uh, contribute uh, anything to this podcast or, or send in their thoughts and we'll play them on the next episode. Uh, if you have anything in, in particular that you're looking forward to in season seven, please drop us a message. Uh, you can do it on social media again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Pinterest at JTA podcast. You can do it via our email at uh, jtapodcast at gmail.com or you can do it on our uh, voicemail line which is 201-746-JTAP uh, which translates to 5827 uh, so please leave us your thoughts your hopes um, and your expectations for season seven and uh, Tom and I will talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to I guess the most uh, Tom you want to want to lead us off I'm just looking forward to getting back <laughs> into this world. I love the Clone Wars so much. I've told you, when you know, just going back and when it first dropped, I wasn't at San Diego Comic Con when they, unfortunately, at that panel when they dropped the Clone hashtag Clone Wars saved. Uh, but when that first dropped, I was at work and I was a puddle in tears because I was <laughs> so excited for it to come back. I just rewatched that original trailer again just a moment ago and it had me pretty much in tears again. I am so excited. I love the Clone Wars and I couldn't be more excited to delve back into that world and to find out more about what progressed uh, from the point where we see Ahsoka leaving the Jedi Order to this moment where we lead right into Episode 3 into a Revenge of the Sith, um, it's it's going to be an exciting ride. Yeah, and I mean, Clone Wars is interesting in the sense that the Clone Wars movie got a lot of negative press. It, it certainly wasn't uh, the best piece of Star Wars that's ever been put out there. I, I don't think it's quite as bad as some people uh, would would claim that it is, but 
all that aside, when you look at the overall arc of the stories that have been told during the Clone Wars, it has provided so much, uh, so much context for the characters that we thought we knew, uh, and really kind of helped us kind of grow our connection to them. And that is really what I'm looking forward to the most in season seven is just really getting that the, the missing piece that we haven't had up until now, we have a pretty good idea of the direction Anakin was headed in. We certainly know the outcome of that in Revenge of the Sith, but to see kind of how that plays out over these final days and hours leading up to the execution of Order 66, um, to see that final reunion between Anakin and, uh, and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka prior to uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan going off to save Chancellor Palpatine uh, from General Grievous, which really are the events that lead up to the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. And I do think that there's going to be a number of times in this season that we are going to overlap with maybe some events that we saw uh, kind of leading up to Revenge of the Sith in the film itself. So uh, it's just going to be really interesting to see how all that plays out. I'm looking forward to kind of getting reacquainted with characters that we haven't seen in a while, uh, at least at this point in time, uh, in quite some time. And uh, I, I definitely think that by the time this is all said and done, I'm going to wish there was a season eight. Of course we are. <laughs> we were definitely going to wish there was a season eight. I don't know if there's a possibility there could be a season eight because, uh, you know, where we're going to be pushing this ride up to is pretty much covered by, the, you know, the, the films. But there is some other stuff that could be researched, that could be delved into, whether it be in the comics, whether it be in the books. There is still that gap. We got a little bit of it in the Ahsoka book, uh, you know, uh, finding out what happened after this. There are some more gaps that could be filled in between the end of uh, the Clone Wars season seven, the revenge of the Sith into star Wars rebels. Um, and I, I hope we get to discover more of that coming up here very soon. Yeah, certainly. I, I definitely know with the success of Jedi fallen order and the storyline of Cal Kestis, who was another of these Padawans that had escaped the Jedi purge, um, that if they were to do a, a series on kind of the survivors of order 66, I think that would be very interesting um, you'd have Ahsoka, you'd have Cal Kestis, you'd have a uh, young Caleb Doom, uh, later to become Kanan Jarrus. So there's certainly some characters there that fans already have some some attachment to. Um, but, uh, you know, I'd be interested to know who else out there survived and kind of what their story was as well. So we will see. They don't seem to be coming up with any shortage of stories to tell within the Star Wars universe. And uh, I suspect we're going to be in pretty good hands for a long time yet to come. Makes me, I'm, you know, I, I really enjoy much of what Dave Filoni does. Uh, you know, even going back to where you were talking about the, the original Clone Wars movies, if that was the only, your only touch into the Clone Wars itself, I could see why you'd be, be a little bit like, okay, you know, the animation wasn't great, the story wasn't perfect or whatever. Yeah, I think that kind of Lucasfilm made a mistake of, of actually putting that out in the theater. If those had just been released pretty much similar to what they did with the rest of the Clone Wars as kind of a three, uh, you know, a three episode arc or something along those lines, it would have been seen as, you know, another great part of the actual Clone Wars series. Uh, yes, it's like many other television shows where they kind of, you know, got to kind of hit their stride first. Every character needs to kind of find their position within it. Uh, the writers need to kind of figure out how to write for, especially some of the new characters as well. And I think they kind of pushed it into the theaters too quickly. But uh, when you look back at it as part of the series, it ends up, uh, it, it, on a rewatch, it ends up working much better. 
Yep. I, uh, I totally agree. Tom, thank you again for joining me for, uh, for this conversation about Clone Wars season seven. I know we will be talking quite a bit once it starts coming out. Uh, do you want to go ahead and tell the listeners where they can find you or, or I guess I should say where they can find your podcast? Um, <laughs> cause, uh, cause you're all over the place. I'm all over the place. It seems like recently, but I'm happy today to be back here in the Jedi temple for the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. But if you want to find us regularly, I do the Hyperion Adventures podcast with my beautiful wife, Michelle. We talk mostly about Disney. We talk about Disney parks, Disney movies, Disney Cruise Line. We're getting new, going on a Disney cruise. I don't know if you've heard about that, Rob. But I heard may a thing or two. A couple times recently, <laughs> but we also talk a lot about Star Wars. We talk a lot about Marvel. And if you want to find us, we're on pretty much every a podcast platform. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And we're also very active on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You did that so much better than I did. Uh, I, I think I fumbled mine about six times, but hey, uh, you've been doing it for longer, so I expect perfection every time. Sometimes I forget. I'm like, okay, is Pinterest in there still? And what about the YouTube channel? Should I drop that in there yet? Um, no, uh, it's good. But I appreciate that. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, no problem at all. And uh, with that, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. There's not a lot of news this week. I think the big thing is just going to be tune in this Friday for that first episode of Clone Wars Season 7. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about some of that next week. Next week, I'm going to have a special guest, uh, Dr. Sonny Ravencourt from University of Coruscant coming on to uh, talk about some uh, some ancient Jedi lore. So look forward to that. And uh, I think with that, we're going to let you go. So have a great week and may the force be with you. <laughs>